I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Today we're joined on the podcast by Jonathan Langer. But Jonathan's name wasn't always Jonathan. It was Lutz. Right. Right. And Lutz used to be an ardent neo-Nazi. Today, Jonathan is an observant Orthodox Jew who lives in Israel and studies Kabbalah, the Jewish mystical school of thought. The road that led from Lutz to Jonathan was a long one. But before all that, the story begins with a kid's karate instructor. That's true. So we're really excited to have you on the podcast today to tell us your story. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Really, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. So where where should we start? Um, Maybe you... Or when? When? Well, uh, maybe you want to start with the karate thing. Yeah, so tell us us a bit about uh, this karate instructor. So basically I was uh, doing gymnastics for a couple of years professionally in a school, in a sports school, and then I decided to to change to karate. And um, when when I came to the karate club, I was very talented. It was very, yeah, like... Like one of the people that got the medals, you know, like got the trophies, 12 years. So um, I just wanted to do karate because it was a passion. And um, like I found a lot of uh, a couple of guys that they were my age. A couple of them were 10 years older and stuff. And we did karate and uh, we became pretty good. And the karate instructor, he was like someone that um, I don't know, like he liked me as a like a son. Like he was raising me as a son in a way. And like he was really investing in me and like uh, helping me a lot. And um, yeah, we it was very innocent in the beginning. Like right, we we just did karate. We we got we became champions in Germany and in Europe. And um, we um, he he was part of the school, or he had a private uh, company of his own. No, he he was uh, normally working in his free time. He did the karate club. So and so he was the karate instructor. This is where. Berlin, East Berlin, in uh, yeah, and um, so he was training the kids from young age to to adults, and like he was helping each one to to learn karate, like really innocent. Volunteer, like voluntarily. Um, yeah, for like it's not he didn't do it for the money. He was like really doing it for for the passion. Like he's he's a good guy. He wanted to help people and and like uh, learn something. Uh, also to be skilled, you know, to practice your body and the coordination and everything. So yeah, he did it in his free time and he got some compensation, but not like in a way that you want to have him yeah, something symbolic. Yeah. Exactly. And what happens? Um, we like we hang out more like with 14 and stuff we we went to training camps and stuff and um, we uh, you know in the training camp when you finish training you you spend the week together like uh, you get some beers you get some music some people bring the music with um, and um, at age 14 14 yeah Uh, in Germany it's late for beers for beer yeah <laughs> like we like beers we we yeah. we want we want to we want to make sure that we drink it so they they had the hard stuff we had the beers and like uh, someone brought m- music and it was neo nazi music and like uh, so and you don't have access to it right so you don't you don't get to you don't get to listen to neo nazi music when uh, just like in a store or something you don't get to buy it cuz as i understood only today it's outlawed 
no, in no, Germany. No, no, no. It has been back then also. Like it yeah, was, yeah. It, yeah, it was. No, I'm saying I only understood that today. Ah, okay. No, yeah. I knew that like the Nazi party was outlawed, but I didn't know that all Nazi content was outlawed. You're not allowed to uh, show the flag publicly with the swastika. You're not allowed to express, show... Express, to express neo-Nazi... Greetings, you're not allowed to... Um, you can't wear any symbols and stuff in public. You can't trade the music. You can't produce the music. But you, you can't, can't also tweet uh, like Jews control the world. That's also uh, a law violation, I think, right? You can yeah. be persecuted for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a one, uh, there's a paragraph. Uh, it's very famous. It's a paragraph 86a, um, uh, which is like any kind of. Uh, you know, Holocaust denial and all this Jewish stuff. Jewish conspiracy, you know, cons- exactly. But uh, just for curio- curiosity, uh, what is the lyrics of? Uh, I don't know. It was early '90s or something. Yeah. We're talking about what? What is the lyrics for your typical neo-Nazi? Like, can you give? I read us... that you know all the lyrics to the yeah. that the favorite really band want, of yours you, at the time. Yeah, you really want to hear, hear this. Yeah. If it's fu- if it's okay, just well, just a glimpse. Yeah, it's like. Um, I mean, if you're it's uncomfortable, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. It's uh, I don't know for the audience. I, um, it's um, like, for example, I'm translating it from mm-hmm. German, obviously, right? So I like uh, football on the grass and DSS when they put gas. All that I love it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, so it translates well. Still yeah. rhymes. <laughs> yeah, like kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I get it now that it's like people doing, you know, like jokes about the Holocaust, but like uh, when you even. No, no, it's awful. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're Jews. We have to, we have to at some point, you know, laugh about things. It's to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But so, okay. So, so you're listening to this music at this party and it's yeah. actually illegal. Yeah. And you know it's illegal? I knew it's illegal. Okay. I knew, well, from the lyrics, you can't miss that that it's illegal uh, but it was fun like if someone is coming to you uh, like 10 years older and like they're smoking they bring the hard drug uh, like uh, like uh, alcohol stuff no drugs but alcohol and uh, they're cool people we were all tough people you know we were champions we were like it was also a, f- a kind of a feeling of a belonging like you belong to a group you have like this uh, like strength you, you you have security in a way and then you get access to something that's forbidden like it's amazing and then when you go to school like you hang out with the normal people and normal ones like it's boring so like it was tempting in a way and um the the interesting thing is also we our club was the the most successful club in germany so when the the coaches from other clubs came to our room and listened to the music and they were policemen they didn't say anything right so they mm. didn't say anything, although they knew this is illegal music. Because they respected us as, uh, as the as leading leading club in uh-huh. the association. Yeah. So you find yourself wow. drawn slowly but surely to that group. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it comes like one step at a time. But um, we listened to the music. Then we did back in the time you had uh, tapes. You, you you remember the times when you did copies of CDs when you were imprint, reprinting the covers of the CD. Mm-hmm. So I was ending up doing it, and uh, and then I was spreading the music, and then we then we tried to get new music. We tried to get another new CD. We heard oh there's a new CD coming out from the famous actor or like a singer, and then we tried to get it, and then we multiply it to all the people, and then we went to uh, um, parties. And when you go to parties, you go to uh, the people that you like that also listen to the same music because you listen to this music now, you don't want to go to a pop concert thing, you know, and... uh, So this all started uh, because the karate instructor, teacher, 
was uh, a neo-Nazi himself. Yeah. And he, I mean, I'm assuming he wanted you guys to listen to this. It wasn't just kind of passively. So he was trying to kind of influence. It was his, yeah, it was his, uh, like, belief. It was his belief. It, it was something that, um, like, he also wanted to spread, that he wanted to en- uh, people to encourage. It was his mindset back in yeah. the time. Like, and I, I have to ask, it's a weird question maybe, but these people you would associate with were they in essence bad people i don't think so i don't think so i think back in in these days we're talking now when i was uh, 14 it's like 97 the wall uh, came down in berlin i'm from east germany um the wall came down 89 so it's like eight years after the wall many jobs got lost foreigners started to come to east germany um which was unknown for 40 years there were no foreigners in east germany um the country wasn't like set up with a new system and and unified with west germany and um i think for many people it was something that they had to deal with now they they found themselves like the back in the time they, they they never saw a foreigner out of a sudden they find foreigners they don't have a job they are not satisfied they're complaining they they're not used to freedom out of a sudden you can travel you nobody's telling you what you're supposed to do you know the state was telling you what to do and not to leave the country and you have this job and whatever and then you um you you don't have that so people were acting freely police wasn't strong and all this stuff and then i think many things came together and um i don't think they were bad people in general they were just like just following their negativity right so they they, they they were bored and they didn't question it so not everyone in the club was acting like this mm-hmm. there were other people in our club in in other clubs they were democrats they were normal they were not around normal people but because we isolated ourselves we were just like around ourselves with this music and everything we we didn't question it for us it was something powerful we were proud neo-nazis we were proud uh like with hatred or with our belief or that for us it wasn't a question that we would not think to throw a molotov cocktail in 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 a foreign restaurant we just thought if we get caught then we end up in prison and then what did we achieve so we, we 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 don't we didn't do it for that reason. It uh, it seems to me. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think I've ever uh, felt such deep hatred. Yeah. May, maybe I have. To me, maybe. But, but yeah, maybe to know. But uh, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. If, but from the hatred or the, the the closest I've come to hatred, I feel that it generally spawns from a place of. I don't. I don't know if to say self hatred, but it's some yep. kind of like it, it, it's really just these really negative feelings about yourself projected out onto the world. In essence, hatred and pride is is, is selfishness, right? It's uh, something you you want to fix something outside because you're not happy with yourself and you didn't find your own light yet. And and back in the time, I think still now, I don't really understand how normal people live their life or living their life i'm trying to figure and uh, figure that out and like I'm, I'm trying to understand how normal people like go to the cinema 
and don't look uh, if there's a left-wing person or if there's a policeman or an undercover policeman or if this movie is influenced by something or it's not influenced by something is it safe to sit here if someone could attack you or something like this it's like how you your know, brain is wired. how the brain is wired exactly so and and, and the, all the hatred was back in the days we had uh, movies from from uh, the third reich we were just watching it and this was our belief that was something to aim for that we that we want to accomplish it again like our belief was we lost the war we need to establish this what they couldn't finish and we were analyzing also why we lost the war what could have been gone better but what i'm what i'm saying is that it seems like you you're looking at it from a sociological point of view or a political point of view which is interesting but to me it seems like it, it's first and foremost a psychological thing where there's a deep deep hatred of self and that's why so i'm wondering what what did you feel that way about yourself do oh you in think, retrospect you, in retrospect you... did you feel that way about yourself do you yeah i clearly didn't have the connection to myself i wasn't happy with myself i was like really um insecure i would say i was um i guess also full of hate i was f for sure full of aggression and uh, I, I projected it on other people and I didn't get the concept that, you, that you're working on yourself or that you have any light in yourself. This, this, this came all through my spiritual journey. So once I started to, to, to discover, like uh, once I started to question even the ideology, like, what, like, okay, so if we throw everyone out, like what do we do then, what do we do then? Then I, you know, you are around people when you study at university that are different and they are happy why they are happy and i'm not happy when when you listen to hateful music how can you be happy when you when you put out hatred and aggression and you can't be happy and you're trying to fix it you you feel this void you feel this emptiness and you're trying to fill it somehow yeah but you 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 don't have the tools for it because ev you're surrounded by the wrong people and you're doing the wrong stuff and then when it's i like an a echo chamber of yeah yeah well, it's like yeah yeah and, and where are your parents throughout all that they um were they aware at all no they they were aware of the uh, karate uh thing like that i was very successful and they brought all the trophies and everything but they um they were not aware of the connection with to my co between the coach and me and i was going there like every week every two weeks like to get my hair shaved and you know like like he was cutting my hair like we were talking we were talking about ideology we were like um like in a way bonding but it, they didn't know about it there's also there's one more thing i have to understand if it, the coach yeah like he was a neo-nazi before you met him but you didn't realize it until this group of gut like i'm not i can't yeah yeah so like we were like uh it was him and then and then a few people and like he was like maybe 30 and 20 30 or something i was like mid like a 15 something a teenager and we were also like few teenagers 15 16 14 something like this and um so he was the coach he he's a very strong opinion uh, like he had a very strong opinion and like he he also had a big influence on everyone but there were other people also bringing their their music or their likes like what, what but what he gradually like. exposed you to his ideology yeah but he he didn't he didn't he, he wasn't hiding it he was never hiding it uh -huh. he, he was like putting it out but um 
like there was there was there's this conflict when when you when you know someone that you bond with that you have a friendship with or that you admire because he's giving you like great tools or you he is like uh, leading you in in a direction that you couldn't believe that you can achieve it and he was very good like he made very he made excellent fighters uh, out of us you know street fighters or uh, for 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 club uh, like in the competitions so then then you have this mixture like he's like he's the coach he's a f he's a friend he's something that you look up to and then and then there's also this other influence and then you don't really separate it anymore and then it's and what's the craziest thing you did in that period like well it's a uh, most criminal thing i think yeah. is what you're trying to the yeah. the most criminal thing like um it's um how do i answer that um there were so many and no 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 because um it's in different levels look in in um because i was very close to him and i was also like leading it and like also like initiating things i brought other people into this ideology right so it, it looks like okay this is not a crime technically right it's not a crime but it, i'm influencing these people's life so even my younger brother was in the group as well wow. and uh, because of me because he wanted to become with me and like we, um, uh, be around um like from crime aspect we had street fights the music was illegal things like this um but we were also um planning um planning attacks planning things like we had access to other groups we had access to very violent groups very violent people so it was uh, and there was a there was a period also when um people in the scene were talking about revolution okay so just hold hold uh, hold yourself the revolution is coming and then we can start so and it's a rumor still now like uh, and the police is finding it out like oh people talking about revolution it's like an old thing you know um and um our attempt was always not a short term you know like we wanted to do something long term like we we were not people that are stupid that are uh, that put uh, like tattoos on themselves go on the beach everyone knows uh, who you are and what your belief is or uh, like screaming in public and then getting up uh, in, in prison or something we always thought okay so what can we achieve and what is the thing that uh, what we could achieve also so we were holding back on short-term uh, things which was painful sometimes because when you see someone as a foreigner and you could finish him you know in on the spot but then you get caught or you get in prison then you screw your life so we thought okay so go on the long uh, long path try to get into maybe politics maybe in in positions in business maybe in influential positions and then you can do way more it's that's what's I mean, happening right yeah, now yeah. in germany also it i feel i it feels weird to say these things because you're sitting right here but you know and we'll get to the whole transition that you went through yeah. but i imagine that because you're sitting here you're a changed man <laughs> <laughs> i hope so at least. or it's part of but, uh, it's part yeah. of the uh, and i don't have uh, any weapons <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't check yeah but uh but it's it's what i wanted to say is that it's the worst kind of evil because it's it's not you know almost not excusable but understandable crimes of passion where you know you get swept up by some emotion and you let it out right but it's kind of like planning out the destruction of the world exactly it's control it's con uh, yeah, it's, it's control it's hidden and that's the 
um, not to co well, it's a uh, terroristic acts. Uh, you can compare it, right? Because um, like it's uh, what's what's um, terrorism is something you can't find anywhere. You can't fight it really. You can you need to find the mindset, or you need to destroy uh, like destroy in a different level and a different um, different level of group destruction yeah. or mindset or like working on a bigger scale. You yeah, know? but it's like it's it's. It's organized evil, which is like it's the very worst. organized. It's very but, organized. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I want to go back one once again to the to to kind of where you were in that state of like what state you were in as a child and wh why why do you feel you were so insecure and why do you feel where do you where did that self hatred stem from? Good question. Wow, it's a tough question. I think. Um, like life events when when i was little like um there were some things when i was very little that i um had to go to hospital i had like serious illness and like i wasn't alone in hospital you know my parents weren't around and i almost uh, uh died from this it was like a lung infection and like a but a hidden one and they didn't discover it i had to be in hospital for two weeks and stuff and and uh, it wasn't discovered and like i think it's um it's putting an impact on you then then our parents uh, wanted us to do sport. So when uh, with good intention to be away from the street and to be away from any troubles and stuff. Um, but I think like my brother was taking to gymnastics and I wasn't selected. So there was like a talent contest in kindergarten and like uh, they selected him, not me. And I wasn't uh, strong enough to say, okay, so he goes, I, I'm staying here and doing my thing. So I said like, I want to also come. So. I was like back then already insecure and, and, and didn't want to be alone and didn't want to be doing my own life. And um, so I was doing gymnastics and looking back now, I can say that I didn't like gymnastics so much. I, I did it in the end and it was very tough and also um, um, very, it was professional gymnastics meaning you're leaving house at six, seven in the morning and you're coming back at eight or something when you are, eight years old, 10 years old and stuff like this. So, and you, you have a lot of pressure. You get very organized, you get fit, you know how to use your body, but it's a lot of pressure on a child, I think. And, and like, I was missing like this normal, you know what you have, like love, playing, being a child in a way. Mm -hmm. So, um, and um, I think also time, spending time with parents maybe more and things like this. Okay. Um, so at what point, do you start kind of waking up to you know the, the 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 negativity of all this that it's not maybe something a positive force in your life interesting enough it started with um um going to the army which which i had to attend to for nine months and then going to university like basically when i was exposed to other people to uh, to other um like other groups other mindsets other like uh, experiences so people so i was ex uh, like exposed to people that had a normal life or were like uh, you know didn't grow up at least with with all the things that i that i saw and um and then then you get into a conflict like you sit in front of someone that is uh, maybe democratic, maybe he's like, you know, like democratic, I mean, like is um, influenced liberal. from liberal, influenced, yeah, but I can go further, um, influenced from the Coca-Cola mentality, like living uh, this mentality of um, 
like uh, being open to foreigners like this mindset of like you know being open to other people and like sharing and helping and not strong for your race or for your identity and for your country and stuff um even these people but then you 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 meet this uh, i met them in, in university and they were they were cool and then you get in the conflict like i'm not supposed to like these people but they're cool you did a good joke or he is good in this he helped me with the homework there or we were sitting together we we are living in the same flat and then you get in this conflict and like so what do you do then and that that was always our concern that when when you want to reach a long-term uh, a goal and you want to be part of the system and like control the system from from a higher point you get part of the system become part of the system and you you uh, lose some you you're going to lose something from from your classic yourself. spy behind enemy lines exactly so that's the scenario exactly it's very hard for uh, for someone to to stay on your f focus goal or to focus on your goal and this is when it started like so i had like even foreigners turkish people black people you know like and they were became friends and then but you can't show up with a black friend to to this you know like so you you're living like a life here and a life there and like uh, and then and then you question it and my girlfriend back in the time i was very lucky she she was doing um spirituality reading osho ekatole and things like this and um i started to read it also and uh, we went to lectures and 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 uh, then i i got interested because like the people i met and i liked they they had a different life and they were talking about this stuff and like she was talking about it stuff so i wanted to know more about it and then at some point um I liked the spirituality and I became curious mm -hmm. and I uh, started to have a desire to to wanting to know more about it because I realized like this music is full of hatred like it's, uh, it's like it doesn't help you any, mm -hmm. any anyone and not myself and and at what point did that spirituality lead to kind of Judaism and Kabbalah I had a dream I had a dream where the word Kabbalah was mentioned and uh, and that was it so I woke up on it was a Sunday I woke up and when? And it must be something about 2004-2005 something uh -huh. uh, no no later later 2007 something like this so uh, I started 2007-2008 um, um, 2008, 2008 and I started to um, um so I, I, I woke up with yeah Kabbalah? exactly had so you heard of it no you'd never heard the word no no I at was least not like that you consciously remember. or yeah. yeah anything yeah so i um i was just i was um reading osho and things like this and then um i i had the stream i woke up and i went online and uh, when i went online it was like mysticism there was obviously also the word Jewish mysticism. I skipped that part, but um, so it was like because you still hadn't quite let go. Yeah, yeah. Like it's uh, it 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 was still part of me, and it it like there is a thing when you don't uh, feed it anymore, when you don't go to this group anymore. But it's not that you that you are out of it. You just don't go. You don't make it bigger, but you didn't reduce. You know, you you were building a mountain. But so you're not continue to build this mountain of hatred and, and, and all these values, but you didn't reduce the mountain also, right? So I um, 
went more often with my girlfriend uh, back in the time to to lectures and to to uh, start reading books and we went to Creta holidays and all this stuff um and, and I didn't have the desire to go to the group anymore and then I had also the excuse I finished my studies and I I didn't want to uh, um, um I didn't want to go there so I said um yeah I can't be sh uh, seen with you know so often because like it can get a problem and stuff i uh, and have to dress differently my hairs need to be differently and stuff like this so um so i had my excuses and then when i found the uh, when i had the dream i i came um, to an intro lecture and i was i still remember i was very happy that i found kabbalah and that i went to the first intro lecture and and when I, and I had to wait two months to come to the intro lecture. And when I uh, at, uh, when I came there, there was a Kabbalah teacher in Berlin, and um, he gave a lecture that just hit hit me. You know, it hit my soul. It hit something in me that uh, that I don't know that, that started to awaken me. So I felt like I got a lot of answers to things. I had way more answers from this point. Uh, way more questions from this point. I had a way more strength and I started to sign up for a course and it was all about the, the Kabbalah One course. It's all about having understanding about the world, why we are in this world, what is our purpose to become a better human being, that there is ego, that there is a soul, what are the different kinds of ego. And someone is telling you all this stuff like um, uh, hatred and pride and all this stuff is ego and then there's this other part soul and you don't know you don't feel what is this part a soul you know you don't know what it is and like how to connect it and then the person is telling you so you need to find out by not hating so like but, but I hate this person if I see him so how shall I stop it so yeah and you need to restrict so your immediate reaction you need to control and this was something different because my immediate reaction, I was feeding. Like when someone came and he didn't look as I wanted or he didn't do something that I wanted, I used all my strength to show him that it's going now my way. I used control and like my aggression and everything. So and then there came this person like and started the Kabbalah teacher and like he, he turned it around and it was tough work. And um, But back in the time, I still went to the group. So, yeah, so I was about to ask. So you were still going to these neo-Nazi gatherings. Yeah. Right. So and, and, uh, even like <laughs> half, so, so you're I'm learning yeah. Kabbalah from someone who's Jewish and um, working on myself and going to uh, to to um, to S the group. Same day sometimes. No, but there's there's one thing that is that is very interesting. Um, the Kabbalah teacher, he uh, he got to know my story a bit, but they were always and until this day with love compassion and human dignity always supporting and like help revealing light and start f instead of fighting my darkness and um then they invited me to shabbat and when i came to shabbat at their house um like first of all i didn't know what shabbat is and like it was a very intimate shabbat six people seven people something like this and we were clapping and happiness and energy and like and i didn't know what what happening here and in, in this and it was a um a friday night connection a dinner um and i was full of energy and like was so happy but the next week we always had the gathering also in our we had the clubhouse in our shabbat near, uh, meal at the nazi exactly yeah. so we were celebrating <laughs> we we would that's how we said it also like uh, then after yeah. yeah no then after I, I said it like we also did our shabbat connection on friday <laughs> until six in the morning you know with a lot of alcohol uh -huh. but um so i went the week after the shabbat gathering i went to the nazi group 
neonazi group and uh, we listened to the music i had the same conversations i had the same like people around I but was, you felt that i that felt like your way that you now i need to stop no, I but uh, you know i i'm very curious about the point because with that process there must be a point because all your life you believe that the holocaust didn't happen i get i, I bet right that right. That the Nazis were or, righteous and stuff like that. Oh, it was yeah. Well, uh, I would defend it that the um, the Holocaust was uh, legitimate. Legit, yeah. yeah, right. But you didn't recognize the number six million, also. Probably no, like the number six million, I recognized, but I didn't ah, okay. recognize that, that these were people. Many neo Nazis don't recognize the number. Well, well, there's there's this thing about the 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 numbers and and lies that this was actually the number, but it was more um, about. Um, they were uh, inferior people and uh, right. you know I'm talking now with the right so it's so which point like all that cons- con- like your cognitive concept of, of history turns uh, to be honest this is your Mashoah really yeah how come because it's uh, it's not something like when you're building. I'm using this image with the mountain. When you're build, building this mountain and you're removing this by building a new identity, by new uh, building a new mindset, um, then then the old one like goes by layer. You know, it 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 doesn't go overnight. You it's not like changing clothes. You change the clothes and it's done. So um, it took me like I was ten years in in uh, like in our group and in ten years now studying Kabbalah. And until coming here to Israel, um, visiting Yad Vashem, it was the first time that I said it out loud. That uh, last year um, in the high holidays in Yad Vashem, I visited first time. Um, there I said it the first time. I admitted it myself. It should never have happened, but never before. How, how did how did it express itself? Other than that, prior to this Yom Hashoah. Like how how were you were you still experiencing thoughts sure. about maybe this was okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like ambivalent. To- totally. No, not, not ambivalent. No, like it was it it was uh, very strong in in the old mindset and very uh, like uh, weak or like uh, new. Even when the, you were here already. Until here, yeah, of course, because um, um, it's. All this mindset is not just a mindset. It's like a, um, it's a negativity that that want to be f- fed, you know, that that want to be treated, that want to be triggered. So, so aren't you afraid to relapse? No, no, because um, uh, now I have way more tools that uh, that holding it back, and also um, like it it's it's too far away. Like uh-huh. now I have to. And the interesting part is also when when uh, when I watch now the same movies that we watched uh, back in the days, or when I'm listening to the music now, then I, or when I see even pictures from from Adolf Hitler and stuff, then then I can't believe that I even believed it back in the time. But during this whole ten years, I I liked it. So the negativity is there. You can only transform it by restricting your behavior. So in the Kabbalah Center, there. People from all walks of life, all walks of life meaning all walks of life. So I get a lot of challenges. There are people like really like that I would never have engaged with, and the concept of the Kabbalah Center is always human dignity. Treat other people with human dignity. So my way to stay in the Kabbalah Center is to treat other people with human dignity, and this is my trigger to to uh, to uh, to um, 
to control my negativity and this this uh, this this always wants to come up and it's uh, like it can be a person that maybe i met from from past life or reminds me about someone or like just i didn't deal with it yet you know gay people black people whatever it is and then jewish people you know i'm still also jewish but still it also can happen there's plenty of jews that you know are self-loathing yeah <laughs> yeah and there are plenty of jews in israel yeah yeah but there are some holes still in the story so we gotta sure, fill sure, the yeah, holes yeah, yeah, so first sure. of all uh i have to understand how do you leave the neo-nazi group and how do they react okay i um at this time when i started to to study kabbalah more i um and i went to the shabbat i came home it was around pesach and i did some cleaning and like i took my cds and like i had a bunch of cds and like i sorted them out like the the music that i didn't like i threw out that i could get easily i threw out the the pieces that i really wanted to keep like i kept the the clothing mostly i threw out um i still have the leather vest and and like one one other things where we were drinking from but this was uh, something to keep and i'm happy that i kept it now because now i have something also to compare and um but um but do you tell the guys no i i didn't i stopped you just, going you ghosted them yeah <laughs> i guess i i didn't go there i made excuses they were talking about it and like why is he not coming like what's happening what is he studying then they found that i'm studying kabbalah and like oh what is this and like and what is he doing there he's changing so much and like what is this and then i then i had an injury um at this time i don't remember when i need to find out i dislocated my shoulder and i couldn't go that was during the studies also and um so I and I didn't find my way back to karate like professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I had many excuses not to go there, and then I didn't go to the meetings. I didn't go to the parties. I didn't stay that long. Um, I find excuses that I'm staying with, uh, with my, my ex girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend back in the time, and then I just disappeared. I didn't go there. My brother went there, and they kept asking him like, "Where is he? Do- what is he doing?" And then at some point, when I started uh, more study, when I did more studies, and I came the first time to to Israel for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I um, I came back to Berlin, and it changed a lot of things in my life. I um, quit my job. I um, finished uh, ended the relationship with my girlfriend and then i moved to london and this was this was a big uh, shift because uh, moving to london um helped me to get out from this whole environment from mm-hmm. the city and everything and i um i made new friends and then obviously i wasn't in touch and they 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 were so sad that i didn't come anymore but uh, they didn't they didn't do anything like they didn't do anything so you you stopped going but did you have like a best friend in this group of people they were my only friends so you must have had one guy who you were particularly close with who was hitting you up all the time like where are you you just kept coming up with excuses and yeah yeah they were all my best they were my only friends i see but would you meet maybe one or two of them privately like were there ever was there ever a dynamic where it was just you and another guy or something we kind of lived in the uh, same area and then uh, like through studies we moved a bit apart but we would see see each other on the street and then, like you would be friendly and like yeah no i don't have time you know working and busy and then you 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 try I to see. to make it but there are some today that separate. if you saw them in the street they would beat you up or something or would no they would uh, well now i don't know then i know i don't know anymore but um there was a time when 
when I started to uh, started my conversion and stuff, like there was this newspaper article, and this uh, speaking about it in the news uh, in the newspaper, like um, exposed it because it's very easy to find out in which karate club I, I was doing karate. So and and um, also uh, who were the people from the group. So it could have an could have had an impact on them or do you, can do you, have an impact. Do you feel safe going back to Berlin today? Would you go back? I uh, I don't know if I would go there now to live or something, but visiting, yeah, for sure. Doing lectures is another thing, like uh, also to see because I, I don't know if um, people in Germany are so open to the topic because it's a bit um, loaded with uh, guilt and yeah. uh, not so open like here, in, like here or like in the US. But there, um, there could be something also from the group, but m I think more from people that don't know me personally and uh, that have a problem with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And and uh, okay, the last hole in the story is how did you become Jewish and why? And so then uh, when people who just li who li were listening and were not watching, so Jonathan is wearing a kippa. Ah, yeah. Just we need to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. And tzitzit. Ah, and tzitzit. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. Don't put it. Ah, down. okay. Um, so I I moved to London. I started to work for the Kabbalah Center, and then um, I I was the event coordinator and like I was praying back in the time every morning in Minyan with Feline already, uh, ate kosher, did Shabbat and the Chagim. And as event coordinator, I was in charge for one year cycle for all the Chagim and all the Shabbatot and Brit Milah and weddings and everything. And um, somehow being around Israelis and uh, people in London and this new environment and like getting access to so much knowledge and, and like also self-transformation and working on myself and like questioning and being more open about what what um, what I was doing in the past and how I can correct it doing chuva you know, doing restriction when, when I get triggered and, and, and uh, then somehow it awakened something and like I felt for me personally, it's important that I that I want to convert. It's not it's not necessarily a path that you do in, in, in the Kabbalah Center, but for me personally, it felt right as a correction for something that I have done in this life and past life or whatever it is to correct something negative with something I see a lot of light. And I started the process in London and I was uh, studying a lot. And but at some point I had to go back to Berlin because I was kind of escaping all my memories and um, for really making a choice where you want to belong, where you want to live your life on which side you, you, you have to do an active choice. And this was only possible in Berlin where I had the memories on the streets where I saw parties, where I met people, where I did stuff, where I, you know, like I had to rewire and, and, and also in a way prove in the city where everything began that I want this to be my past. And this is where I continued my, my, my conversion, my studies. I studied a lot of hours. Did you an orthodox? conversion yeah yeah, yeah. So now we have to now we have to this is the two nice jewish boys podcast name is misleading but we're gonna ask the the question did you have to get circumcised or? of course oh my god i did it in london yeah so i had the name changed and i had the circumcision but uh, you weren't i mean they 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 were did they put you to sleep no okay Local. just the area yeah okay so you didn't feel a thing 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go so far. No, like uh, no, we, we there, there, there's some and then stories. Afterwards, no. it's probably painful. No, no, you know, in the Torah, it's even Is written. It's okay that we're asking. Yeah, these sure, questions? sure, sure. Uh, no, there are some stories about it, but. Um, the, it's actually in the Torah it's written that the third day is the most painful and it's yeah. it's like this so I can I can confirm it <laughs> it's it's um, it's something like when you think about it that someone is cutting something not only from your body but also in this area it's like some kind of crazy but when you understand also the meaning about it when you when you learn about it and um, when you when you have the courage and the commitment also that you want to do something and want to change something and you know what it can change and like how much negative there's a reason why why it's done you know and 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 asking uh why always this is how it uh, uh brought me out of this um out of this group i was i had so many questions and i was always asking why and um in in the center in the kabbalah center we 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 don't just do things we learn why we're doing it so um and there's always this question like why 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 to do it why in this area why in the eighth day like uh, you know and what what does this represent that is being cut and like why is it why only in this way not just to do it because it's written so can you give us a uh one reason because we're still angry that they did it to us so. <laughs> really ah, speak for yourself man but but you do <laughs> but you don't you don't you don't have any memories yeah but it's it's uh he was an it's active, a principle he was an active seven day uh it's old. a principle you know uh, yeah yeah okay because well, i you... imagine i i always argue now in israel actually in tel aviv there's a scene of parents who don't uh, yeah. circumcise their children and one of the arguments is you know it's for sure less pleasurable yeah uh without that part like yeah you do cut the part that has nerves so it must be less fun maybe you can confirm or deny i don't know if you want to go that <laughs> i think far. after spitting that's a scoop yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so so yeah uh, so back to Aiton's question so um which like, was what was my question <laughs> <laughs> no, why to why to come oh, in yeah, the first why, place? It's why? like it's uh, the Ola is it's it's a place of uh, a tremendous negativity. So when uh, when when the vessel gets created in in the first uh, uh, seven days and in the end, um, then also the force of negativity comes in. This is where we cut it away. Huh. Okay. So it's uh, it's, it's very a, spiritual. It's not a tradition. It's yeah. not a tra- It's spiritual exactly, and this is what I found in the Kabbalah Center. I found spirituality. I didn't find. In the end, I found also Judaism, but I found the spirituality of uh, uh, Judaism. Although I'm keeping halachot and, and things, but I'm always like, back in the days, like it would have wouldn't have worked if someone tried to make me a Jew from with my past. But explaining me life and explaining me how things work and how I can change things, and then I I even went to to Israel to Rosh Hashanah because I wanted to plant a new seed for the new year and I wanted to to cleanse the the old year and I wanted to do tshuva and I wanted to uh, reflect my negative actions in Yom Kippur and like uh, ask for forgiveness and take responsibility it's a different mindset than going to a holiday that is yeah. tradition it's 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 interesting because like i've always found jewish spirituality to be much more practical than other spiritualities totally. it's so deep it's, yeah it's it's a spirituality that really is about becoming making a better life it's not just kind of the buddhist or the or or the the Christian. eastern approach of just yeah. like becoming one with the universe and realizing that nothing means anything no. and, and blah 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 it's more about just 
making a positive force of your life. Yeah, and, and almost libertarian approach. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's like, a, like and it's really in 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 life. It's not the meditative state that you are on the mountain and stuff. It's the 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 difficult thing in the supermarket at the cashier, when he's pushing your button and like, how do you react? Oh, for me, for my past, with my negativity and my uh, like being triggered, how do I control it? How do I turn it around? Like I need to have tools. Like ah, so putting tefillin on the left arm, which is the side of uh, receiving, the desire to receive, and hatred is selfishness. It's desire to receive. I want to control it. Why do I put it with the right hand? Because I want my sharing part to be always in control over my receiving. I want to receive more, but I always want to have it for sharing more. You know, in the high-tech world, yeah, they have a name for what some people might say you're doing, which is reverse engineering. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. Meaning like, like you, you explain the action uh, you give it you rationalize basically sure. so i think a lot of people like it's it's i've always that's my that's always been the most difficult issue with with these things with these very spiritual things in my eyes yeah. is that is that it's it always seemed to me like very easy and yeah. almost even like oh wow that's a nice explanation to right. give these things explanations right but it seems like it's it seems like done backwards like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. first there was the twillin, and then they came up with some kind of reason why to do it. No, the, the uh, it, but to the believer it doesn't matter, I guess. No, no, no. It's it. not. No, that's the thing. It's not about belief. You can believe it or not, and it's still working. It's a, a spiritual universe, a, a, a spiritual um, law. Act. That ah, yeah. a, it's a spiritual law. that's like gravity. It's like happening. You believe or you don't believe try it out it works all the time mm -hmm. so and 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 with the cause and effect i think it's like similar to the holy temple right in jerusalem they say uh, like what is what is holy is it, is the temple holy or is the the place holy and that's why the temple is there mm. you know and that's the same thing so uh, why do we put feline in the morning it, like it's it, it it has been created like this and um, just our understanding helps us why it was created like this. So, so we we get to we don't put feline at night. Why we don't do it at night? It, that's the question. Like, why do we not do it? Uh, uh, I don't know on Shabbat or, or something like this. And there are reasons for that why it was created, and like learning it and um, helps to understand and even gets you excited because you don't do it from a, a religious point of view. You don't do it because someone is saying you're a bad Jew or something, you, you, you want to do it from, from yourself because you want to connect more. And, and like, for me, like, trust me, I was very skeptical in the beginning. Like, come on, like, there's someone telling me now I can finish him off. And like, and then we have here, but he is, explains me and always like explained me and he explained me. And then I tried it and like, this works, you know? So, okay. So we gotta, yeah, we got to wrap but, it up, but, but, but I, yeah. Do you have? Yeah, um, I want. I want to know. Like, oh, you converted. You came, and then you came here. You made Aliyah. Yeah, I converted two years ago in New York, in Brooklyn, in Flatbush, and then I came here. I was back to work in uh, in Berlin, and then end of last year in December, the manager from the Kabbalah Center here in, in in Tel Aviv came to Berlin to the Kabbalah Center where I was working and offered me a job here to uh, to come to Israel. And last, I have to be honest, the last high holidays, I was just in love with uh, Israel. Like my soul kind of stayed here. My body went back to Berlin. I kept on working, but I felt like I want to come here. 
but I never allowed myself to come to uh, to Israel because I felt like okay no no you have to work in Berlin you have to be there it's your home country was also afraid to come here and then when he offered it I felt like it's it's a great opportunity but also it's a big challenge because now I have to open up now I have you to know do this to do this <laughs> to open up but to live also my my new part of life to be soft and did you make Aliyah? I, I'm the Jewish the agency process. is like helping me to yeah, get because I was papers. wondering are they are they not like uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, this I didn't get, but uh, I got all the emails. Uh, so uh, send us the papers for this, send us the translation for this, and like and then we do a meeting and like let's be in touch and like yeah. There's one more thing I got to cover, and that's you mentioned it. The relationship between Israel and Germany and Jews and Germany is so complicated, even today. So, and one of the biggest questions, I'll I'll put it bluntly: Do you think, from everything you saw, from your knowledge of the underground um, torrent, torrent, currents, 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 sorry, um, in from the Germany, way you described like these neo-Nazi gatherings as just kind of there, normal? Like, is there a possibility that in the future Germany will be Nazi or Nazi-like again? In your um, opinion is that a valid option well i need to i need to um exp- like we know it in the news that there are nazi groups and uh, neo-nazi groups in germany right now so people like they were when people when it was on the news people were surprised like how come it's still it never left yeah just to that everyone is on the same page it never left there are people there there are people like secretly saying it there are people they are very extreme there are people they are very aggressive there are people they they have this opinion but they would never do something there are people that are waiting that something is happening to jump on the train and to do something um, and as you described it seems like there's also people who might not espouse these feelings but will come to a gathering and totally. be a police officer it's and like not a say seed. anything. Yeah, the seat and they are the average people. They are upset about certain things. They 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 don't deal with their their things. They would never go to an extremist group. They would never join an extremist group, but they would support it financially or in the voting voting booth. or like exactly or even with the um, hierarchy like jobs, you know, like if someone is a manager and he's like he has this feeling and he you can give uh, the uh, neo-Nazi a job and like he's he gets some income. Um, if it can not like I can't I can't say it will never happen again. I I think it's the responsibility of all of us to um, um, to not let it happen again because in the end we are way more. And there was an incident recently, like a year ago and year and a half in Chemnitz, where someone was stabbed and, and neo-Nazis went on the street and they were chasing foreigners. There were two thousand people on the street and they were. Obviously, they're very loud, right? They're very aggressive. They are, like, uh, frightening, uh, these groups. Um, but what happened in Germany a few days after was a, a concert by many groups gathered together. And there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 60,000 people came. And their bottom line was, we are more. And that's that's always the truth. It was they're a pro-Nazi concert or on, on anti-Nazi? Anti. Ah, okay. Anti. So, we are more showing... Like you are not the voice of Germany. You are not. You are loud. You are aggressive. But we are more, and we are democratic. The big we question is: Are they more? No, they. Are, yeah, they are more. Neo Nazis are not. Uh, they are not uh, more neo Nazis. Like we have eighty-two million people in Germany. How many people have the seed? The seed probably have many people have the seed, but it's also something that need to be dealt with, right? So because in here in, in Israel, um, when you see Yom Hashoah, when when you have um, like even Yad Vashem and and when many uh, organization like emphasizing the tragedy of the Holocaust, 
In Germany, it's about numbers, about facts. It's not about emotions. Sarah, emotions, dealing with it. And that's also the difficult part in Germany because Germans, they are very close-hearted. It's more cool, uh, like, uh, uh, like, how do you say, like a uh, cool, not warm-hearted. Like, like cold-blooded. Cold, cold-blooded, exactly, cold-blooded. But, yeah. I think that's the, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people talk about like educating, uh, uh, kind of putting the Holocaust education into the German education system and, and kind of, and, and teaching about it. And, but I, I think it's, I think it goes to the German spirit. That's like the seed that you're talking about. I yeah. think it's the, I think that's the German spirit is that it's cold hearted. Yeah. It's, it's not willing to kind of do uh, logical. Yeah, right. uh, soul yeah. searching and ask yourself, yeah. what are these negative feelings? Right. You know, well, I was thing in, you embarked I always, upon. I always, right. I always tell people when I was in Germany, one of the scariest things for me was when we were watching the World Cup match and it was Italy against Germany. And every time the, uh, the Germans scored, they were, yeah, they would make a lot of noise and everything. But every time the, uh, the Italians, you know, if you're watching a, a, a soccer game and a, a goal gets scored on your team and you're in a bar full of fans, they're going to be like, no, you're going to hear a lot of like yeah. really upset people. Yeah. But when the Italians would score, you would hear the Italians. There were three Italians behind me. That's right. it. Yeah. And they would go, yeah, yeah. You would hear them and the, you would look around and all the Germans were just standing there. Silent. Silent. Yeah. And that was that's the it's the scary, problem yeah. is that they're not willing to like to 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 mm-hmm. to recognize their negative negative yeah. emotions like exactly. you put it. So and and this is something that um, I think um, spirituality, especially also Kabbalah and and all these tools can give humanity because if we have different values and we and like especially here in Israel these values they have a very high standard. It's like how you treat another person is way more important how your car looks or how the job is done or how the like the furniture is built and stuff, you know, or how the house is built. It's, it has way higher values because this is something um, by nature uh, um, or not by nature. How do you say it? Uh, by Cult. history, by yeah. culture, and by, by culture and by history, Jewish and the Jewish uh, people live and, 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 and like uh, and share and this is, I, I just saw an article about it in a YouTube video that um, Hitler said that he, uh, um, he said there were two w- wounds that the Jewish people brought upon uh, humanity. The first was the conscious of the soul and the second was of the circumcision of the body. So what is he, uh, and this is, I think, and the person uh, described it also that I saw on YouTube, um, he said that's the bottom line of anti-Semitism. Like it's the evil of inside this person that doesn't want to deal with the values that are brought upon him. So it's a denial of responsibility. And a physical difference. Also a physical indifference. Yeah, but but I think it's more there's there's a group of people coming with values how to treat treat one each other, and there's another person that doesn't want to be shown your negativity and that's why you start hating because you don't have this connection to yourself you don't have the connection to this uh, uh to the spirituality in you that, that that it's about values that it's about treating uh, one each other and in all uh, religion it's written like it's about treating one each other it's not about the halakha or like how you how often you pray or whatever it is it's the in the end treat one each other 
but mm-hmm. human dignity that's it bottom line thank you so much for the honesty Pleasure. it's really not obvious i think yeah um do you want to plug uh the cabal center before we go they accept donations and stuff like that sure yeah um they accept donation uh, yeah for sure it's a it's a worldwide organization that um just has one uh, mission in the world and um is to to end pain and care and chaos by understanding so it's like uh, raising the awareness raising the consciousness changing your behavior giving you tools to 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 change yourself deal with uh, with your negativity and also to to help um, the world understand how we what it's why we are here to become better people and how we can treat each other with human dignity and then then when we when we reveal this uh, light more then the chaos will end by by itself because when you turn on one light the darkness disappears and that's the mission of the center everyone is interested uh, who is interested or wants so to support you, it yeah how like in, in there's a center website. there's a website um kabbalah.co.el or kabbalah.com for the states and um, there are centers all over the world online com- uh, platform to to study and learn and um, yeah it's always great. a great experience jonathan thank you so much before for joining us and before we go We have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them. The Jewish Journal, you can find them at jewishjournal.com. They have a lot of good columns, uh, podcasts like the ours, but Based others Based in as Los well. Angeles. Based Maybe. in Los Angeles. So check them out, guys. Jewishjournal.com. And we also accept donations. So please go to our website, twinjb.com slash donate and help us out because we do it on our free time. And that is it. Thank you amazing. so much for coming. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was amazing. Thank, Thank you. you very Thanks. much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.